Welcome back. Hello, got, Loki. Still got the old intro music going, mate. Sorry about that, mate. No, we're the ones who are sorry, aren't we? We're sorry that uh, we have not blessed people's ears with our disgusting dialogue, <coughs> argumentative stances on everything and just pure boganness when we speak about football. So we do apologise, but um, you had a bit of a shitty week, didn't you? <laughs> Come on, mate, too soon. Shitty week or shitty fortnight? Uh, two and a half weeks. Never heard someone have gastro for close on a month. Mm. Feeling better? Feeling a bit lighter? Um. Ah, <laughs> oh, look, I've been yo-yoing in the last two and a half weeks as far as weight goes. A uh, little play-by-play. Danny, what are you doing? We better do the potty. I mean, no good, man. I'm not feeling well. Next minute, month later, here we are. <laughs> you mm. miss... We missed the whole final series thanks to your superbug. Yeah. But uh, let's move on from that tale of destruction. Yeah, that Literally. shit, <laughs> shit, shit story. <laughs> that shit show. <laughs> well, oh. speaking of shit shows, there's been. Uh, well, you'd think you'd be talking about a, a great grand final coming up this week, but it which, has which, which, which we been tar- tarnished somewhat. Um, I don't think anyone I know has. People are forgiven that they might have forgotten that there's. But it's actually GF week. Grand final this this weekend, so it's Thursday night. It's uh, what do we got? Tomorrow night is your night before the footy, and it really has not even been in the news the last forty eight hours, and that's courtesy of uh, uh, a report which was accidentally thrown on an ABC reporter's desk and ended up. Causing a fucking firestorm. Tell you what, our man from the ABC, not a, a name I've never ever heard of before. It's not a bad first uh, ripping story. Is it? Is this a guy cutting his teeth on his big first big story? Or is he a seasoned journal? I don't know. I, I, I haven't researched I assume he's been around a while, but... You sit there and wonder how something like that lands up on someone like his, someone's desk like him. Mm. Doesn't end up on Caro's or Robbo's or anyone like that. Did they think that maybe they didn't want the mainstream maybe to to say we'll sit on this to ask grand final week? Well, well, the fact that it's not on Caro's desk, the leak's not from the AFL. <laughs> yeah. Touche. Um, I'd say the leak is from whoever did the report. Which I, but did, who did the report? Um, former Melbourne and Richmond player, that ja- Jamie Hill. That, 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 that runs a, Jamie. that runs a consultancy mm. uh, company. Well, what's his um, name? A- Egan, Phil, Phil Egan, Phil Egan. So look, I, me personally, I don't want to talk a huge amount about it on here, mainly because um, haven't got all the facts for haven't starters. Got all the facts, and I know from. Um, being a family member of someone in that industry that um, when things are spoken that either aren't true or have been completely misconstrued and reported incorrectly or anything like that, it's detrimental to the, the family. Um, you can only imagine what... The their fa- the their family, fucking health. Yeah. The families of the people involved in it, the, the, the uh, Indigenous lads that obviously came forward with well, their things, their families are hurting, but it's not just them. There's, there's a lot of families that are probably getting absolutely uh, belted from pillar to post at the moment. So uh, I think everyone has to just sit on this for a bit and see how it plays out because 
this report was dropped without the other people who have been accused of this even uh, being spoken about. And, and two guys who have categorically come out and said absolutely didn't happen. be interesting to see, you know, the Indigenous players at Brisbane at the moment. How are they feeling? Well... Like, um, like you say about the follow-on, the flow-on effect of families being affected, but the the blokes that go, hang on. The flow-on effect from this is huge, as in the ripple effect. It's um, well, the people in power at Hawthorne at the time. The, pres- the president's an AFL commissioner. The president at the time, who Kenneth took over from. It's the old butterfly effect scenario mm. where one flap of the wings and. It's going to be huge because you've got there's coaches at other clubs, there's um, uh, CEOs at other clubs. I mean, they've got assistant coaches that are favourites for jobs at the moment. Um, you've got current coaches like that. The coaches from that four, and this is the thing: all those coaches now because they said the co- the coaches ushered them into the room. So you're painting all of them with one brush at the moment mm. because of that report and that article. Some of those coaches may not have been in there, but they're being lumped in that group now, um, which I think is highly unfair. Um, But also, if if this is true, if this happened to these guys, and like I said, I'm not saying it's not true, I'm not saying it is true. Fucking abhorrent if it's it's true. If it has happened, it's fucked. And it doesn't matter whether you're... And and so much worse than... Well, it doesn't matter if you're Aboriginal, you're white, you're anything. Yeah. For, For that to happen... In that situation, it's fucked yeah. if it happened. Um, so I'm not going to say hey, but it, like well, I could say a hundred things, but um, one thing that I want to say, which a lot of people don't say, but context is a big thing in, in things where someone has said something or, or somebody told me this and that. If you don't have the actual context on that conversation or the background around that conversation or what led to that conversation one thing that's said in that conversation can come out as horrific. Um, how do we know that the, the kid was... Eh, no. I'm not going to say <laughs> yeah. it um, But the the butterfly effect is so big. You've got an, a, a club in North Melbourne who has... Looked like they had all their ducks in a row. That has moved heaven and earth to get this coach. You've got players wanting players to go to Players coming club to that club. Brad Hill, an Indigenous... A player who desperate to go play with his <laughs> long-time coach, who he loves. Who was at that club at that time. Yeah. Um, but then not only that, like I said, you've got other assistants going out at other clubs. You've got other assistants at clubs now that are now being that are going to get dragged into this. Um, this is going to be the biggest off-season story in football, in AFL history. Forget the ex- Essendon drug saga. I think this is going to well, be... Forget the fucking camp. Forget the camp. Caro. Um, and not, not trying to build this up, but if that report is true and everything in that report 100% happened, it's pretty fucked. But oh, uh, if, it, if some did, some didn't, or it was taken different ways, this is where it's just the fact that the coaches were named and were told that they did this, they did that, uh, and they're now having to prove their innocence, they're guilty until proven innocent now. Which I don't think is fair. And on every television program last night, their two faces were, were everywhere. And, and and the panelists on those shows were talking 
You know what I find amazing? That, something like this, though. No one in the media, no one in football, back, uh, doesn't not back people up. But some sort of bug on my neck. Sorry, it's truth. Um, there he goes. Um, they don't have anyone who they probably thought were friends. <coughs> Everyone's neutral. Everyone is. When you've got no one will come and say, "Hey, I know him." I, that, that 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 to me doesn't is so far from who that person is. There's all of a sudden you have no friends. When you got former captains, um, a former captain who's current coach of that club, yeah, and it's like, oh, now it's about uh, we have to work out how to be better. And but have, you, have you noticed everyone's gone into um, self-preservation mode where? I had no oh, idea it was going I, on. Yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah. Oh, we had no idea. It's yeah. all about distance me from it. Yeah. Don't atta- don't associate me with it. And you can wish you could understand us y- as well. You can also not not call the accusers liars and say I'm having trouble believing the accusation is true. Mm. Like like you can say that and it, and, and, this, and this this independent panel, panel that they're forming for the, A, the AFL are getting people completely outside of it. They can't start this in a week. They can't start it in two weeks. They got to start it yesterday. Yeah, because no, it's because yeah. there's people's, it, and it's not dramatic to say people's lives are on the line here. And it's not livelihoods. It's, not it's livelihoods, lives. It's lives. Yeah. Like because if 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 these two coaches aren't completely exonerated from it. They won't coach again because now this has come out. Because yeah. they'll always be, and tar- was they'll always be, they'll always be tarred with it. And there was a lot of talk of that uh, last night. If if any level of it's true, um, they will not coach again. And I'm like, but oh, what? Cl- no club's going to want to uh, associate with that. But whether they want them or not, sponsors won't sponsor clubs or stuff like that. It's like I said, the butterfly effect. But this is also the problem because because if I say something to one player mm. and they go, all oh, right, fair enough, and then I say something to another player and he has an issue with it, it's like, well, do you want to be, do you want to get better or, 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 you know, every club in the league would be guilty of telling players you shouldn't be hanging around those people. You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, yeah. Like every there, there is not one. Even even the three, uh, two new clubs w- would have done that along the lines to multiple players. Mm. Well, there's. I have views on that where they can tell them what they think they should do, mm. but to categorically say no, you can't do this. You can't go there. That's where there's that line of, can you tell someone what to do because they play at your club? Um, or can you advise them what to do? You can't like Dustin Martin and <laughs> Jakey King. The, the, I'm sure Richmond advised them not to hang out with Toby Mitchell. <laughs> but Jake King, to his credit, is going, oh, "Fuck it, he's a mate of mine." Mm. Like you, you can control me during game day. You can control me during the working hours that I've got contracted with you. But outside of that, I do as I fucking please. As long as I'm not. Um, going out there and bringing the club into disrepute or I'm doing stuff that I'm getting arrested or putting on TV, which he didn't. 
and I reckon the media for a long time are following, hoping that that would happen. But but there are a lot of players where shit happens, mm. um, and yeah, and it's not just Indigenous. There's um, there's I say white. There's white. There's Greek. There's Italian. There's any other players as well. Everyone has these same issues mm. where they have family cool. clawing in, yeah. wanting, ben, wanting a bit. Ben Cousins? But yeah. And the bikies in Perth? Like, well, there's that, there's that, that one of them that he went to primary school with, like like it's a... And I... Um, yeah, and we can't comment without knowing the whole... Uh, without actually everyone seeing a copy of said report. Because, once again, people aren't reading the report. Mm-hmm. We have not sat here reading the report. We're, we're repeating a re- we're reading a report of the document. The document report. And what what fascinated me with what Gill said, I don't know if it's if this is how it was, but this is how it came across to me that what was reported in the article wasn't in the actual report. No, no, he's that journalist has interviewed the uh, accusers. We'll call them. Yeah. The anonymous accusers. Ian. Yeah, Ian's one of them. So now, but when, so he's interviewed these guys and what they've had to say was not in the report? Uh, well. Or he's got the report then gone, all right, I'm going to delve deeper into he's this. He's gone deeper, yeah. So uh, we're all, like I said, people haven't read the report. The only, but I know the AFL's read the report and from what Gill and the way he talked about it, he wasn't saying, oh, the report's any different. So, mm. but yeah, look, I think maybe and we should leave it at that. Because and he announced, uh, I don't know whether it was late last night or this morning, that he will not be ceasing his position as CEO until this review is resolved. Well, he might be CEO for a long time then. This could go on a long time. Because you you've now got two. Two AFL coaches, one of them a legend, the other one that's gone to a club and has played in what four prelims now. Um, you got two very senior, respected coaches now, stepped away from their roles because to defend themselves, and both of them are saying, especially Fagan, going, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, where does this come from? He he is he's perplexed by it. He said I wasn't. He doesn't even. The people are saying he doesn't even think he was in. Like he doesn't know what room, what meeting this was. When you get to that level, and the accused just say did not happen, where how do you resolve it? Yeah, that, that, that's like, it's almost court of law then. Yeah, like, that's like when saying uh, when woman says um, subject A man raped me and he says no I didn't. Well, where does that get resolved? Mm. In a court of law. Yeah. Because they've got to hear both arguments. And that's why the AFL investigation will be led by a King's Council. It has to be. No, no. Yeah. yeah and, it, and, it, and, uh, and that's where I come back to the fact where I say, it's not just livelihoods on the line, it's literally yeah. lives. Um, people's complete um, history of what they've done in the last 40 years... And then Caro's gone out saying that this taints their Hawthorne's premiership era. Well, hang on a second. Let's pump the brakes and wait till 
an actual full investigation is done because this it, hasn't. You happened. don't have to wait for a full investigation. We we'll just shoot from the hip. <laughs> Doesn't sound like reporters. <laughs> but um, something I heard uh, Jared Waitley say during the period of time, what however many years it was, I read somewhere that it was 2012 to 2015. Mm. And Jared has said there was 20 Indigenous players on Hawthorne's list during a during the the period of of the issue. Now you saw at my place last night that I'd fully nuffed up and and uh, written down all the names of the four seasons of yeah. Indigenous players. Yeah, I only got to ten. So oh, really? so I'm starting to think. The 2012 or the 2015 that I read is clearly only... Snippet. Yeah. So it's pre-2012. Mm. And look, I, I do understand the whole um, keeping anonymous of the people coming forward. Mm. But if you're going to do that, it's not fair to name the blokes who you're accusing, I think, without... Yeah, um, and that's... You got, you got and that's where the... ABC Russell um, Westbrook. No, that's not his name. Nah. <laughs> what? But, but anyway, the ABC journalist, he's he's the one that's named um, the yeah, accused. He's named yeah. So. And then he said, "Oh, but I, I this is the thing." He said, "I contacted Brisbane and Fagan to make comment twenty hours, twenty four hours before," and and then he's like, "But he didn't want to comment." And then Fagan today is going, I've got no fucking idea what this is about. So, of course he wasn't going to comment. Mm. I don't know what you're talking about. But And then the journalist went to Twitter last night during Classified saying Eddie was trying to smear his reputation. It's like, well, Eddie just asked a couple of questions. I did find it interesting, Eddie, as we both alluded to. I didn't think he'd be on. I, I really didn't think. When he said, and the hell, you could see... The snippet before they started the show, you know, that little 10-second uh, grab advert, you could see Eddie as he said it thinking, you could almost just see his face going, I don't want to be talking about this tonight. Because Eddie's had his own, Eddie's fucked up. Mm. and More than once. More than once. So really, he shouldn't have been there commenting on it. Um, when he says, oh, if this is true, then these guys shouldn't be coaching. But Sorry, Eddie. Yeah, you have you have no you have you're, no. Room. You're still on air, mate. Yeah, you've got no course of uh, reply to this. You can't talk about it, really. Mm. But Channel Nine didn't give a fuck. Um, but fuck this. This is grand final week, and on paper, how about we get off this somber topic? And on paper, a fucking good looking grand final. Oh. Can be belter like if because someone, if because Geelong have had the season they've had and. Is there anywhere that they fall down in their structure? Like they, uh, they're dodgy yes. in the ruck? Yes, I reckon they are. Um, I never thought I'd say this. I reckon they're not going to be as... Con- they're, they're, they're lacking in the contested pressure stuff. And the way Sydney are so polished when oh. they get that turnover. Those little dinky chip kicks... Of the likes of Mills and Parker, where you go, it's a pathetic kick, but it doesn't have to be a fifty-meter kick to be a brilliant kick. But there's snippets of um, 
where they were like handball, 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 kick. And it was a lot like what Melbourne were last year where there was no fumbling, no double handling. It was just quick and bang, bang, bang. And they used the footy brilliantly. Um, Against the Ds, I was uh, blessed to see it firsthand. When they came forward, um, even when Stephen May was giving... um, Buddy a bath. Buddy an absolute bath. The problem wasn't Buddy. It was Sam Reid. It was Papley. It was blokes coming forward. That were just absolute gut running, but then they were hitting hitting these guys precisely, and I kept thinking, fuck! Every time they come forward, they're having a shot on goal, or yeah. and they've done it. They did it against Collingwood too. So you got two sides here. One of them who's finished top all year, fifteen game winning streak, hasn't looked beat, has not looked beatable um, for the best part of the last four months, mm. and Sydney's on nine game win streak. And looked beatable against St Kilda, but that's also a side that was like, we're just rolling into the finals yeah. here. We're and uh, and the Swannies, the only team that that Geelong haven't kicked a hundred plus points against for the season. It's it's this is this is what I'm talking about. It's, like a, it's, it's it's on paper even Stevens. The fact that they're two dollars seventy Sydney shocked me. I thought it'd be a, it even needs to be so tighter. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm having a big dip at Sydney. We'll get to the picks after, but okay. where, where for you, is the is the game one? Um, I might. I don't want people to think by this comment that I don't think he's a great player because he clearly is a great player. True. Um, I think dangers a. This is probably over. Overstating it. <laughs> Get on with it. Um, I think Danger's a perennial underachiever in big games. Big call. Yeah. It's pretty fucking good last week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, not good. The reason they won. He was fucking brilliant. But I'm going to say Danger's played his granny. Ooh. Huge call, Caro. Yeah. Um, so... And I still think Geelong win. Oh, you're going Geelong? Yeah. I'm all aboard the the Harbour um, Bridge. I think Sydney. Um, for Geelong to win, Jeremy Cameron has to have a day out. Hmm? Um, but in saying that, uh, for Geelong to win all year... It's it, been it, a shared load. It's been a shared load. He hasn't needed and that's a what, day out. And that's what's... And I think that's what's so good about Geelong. Danger can be a bit quiet. And, but then, um, like, like the Geelong young blokes, that, that it's like, you blokes are seriously good footballers. Where did you come from? Yeah. Close and... Like, like well, Zach Guthrie, mm. a couple of years ago, you'd speak to a Geelong supporter and they'd be ripping their hair out going... How is this bloke in the side? Mm. They gave him a go last year and he repaid the faith. Yeah. Um, You know, you got blokes like Guthrie's older brother. Very underrated player still. Like, And he's brilliant. And then you got Mitch Duncan. Like, when you got blokes like Mitch Duncan and and everyone knows how good Duncan and Guthrie are, Mm. but they don't get the plaudits that that Danger and Selwood... Get well, they get they're, those guys are now their number one midfield. Yeah, like, and even Mitch Duncan's not young anymore. He's no. old. 
and Selwood's playing off the bench. Danger's running through. Danger, like you said, is well, he has been an underachiever probably in big games. But the, the the use of the older blokes, um, starting on the bench, Danger on the bench, and Selwood starting every quarter on the bench has been. But when you can use Selwood as a tagger like they did last oh. week on Neil, because um, then he's even he can win that contested footy. Selwood go to Papley. Will Will Selwood go to Papley? Yeah. In defence, wouldn't have thought. No. Nah. Who 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 will go to Papley? Well, this is where I think there's a big edge for Sydney. Um, who who's their who's their small defender back there? Atkins. Rolls through the middle been, a bit. Been through the middle a bit. But and Tom Stewart doesn't play a lockdown role, really. No, and can't. Can't, because he's like, so important on the other side. Um, or, or is it Guthrie, even though he's a bit bigger, but he can... Well, I think it has to be Guthrie, yeah. doesn't it? Um, but Papley's a guy who only needs four or five possessions up forward and kick his three or four goals. <laughs> Particularly when he has those four or five possessions in about three minutes yeah. and you just go, shit, this game's changed. I think the biggest web, I think the biggest win for Sydney is actually their defence. Like Jong's got a obviously a stacked forward line. You got Rampy, you got both McCartan boys tearing it up down there. Yeah. Um, but then they've got blokes who can go back there and run off the back flank. Like Warner can run through the middle or off half back. Mills plays in the middle, but you can go right. Let's get a bit of run off half back. Put him there. Um, they got and then their their midfield and their um, their outside runners matched with their inside mids. It's a fucking great matchup. Who's the? And, what's, and the what's the I contest? Said, I said you? about the Geelong yeah. young blokes before, but they Sydney young blokes. Oh, oh the, the midfield battle for me. You've got Mills, uh, Warner, who's just come on. He is just electric. <laughs> Love watching him play. Um. And Parker, who just get, silk getting better with yeah. age, and then you, th- you throw them against the Geelong midfield, but then you got two ruckmen who aren't all Australian ruckmen are not people that you'd ever probably go. I'm going to trade for him and get into my club. Yeah. Hickey at his 19th club, and uh, the <laughs> old Stanley at how long's Ray Stanley been at Geelong now? A uh, long, long time now. Long time now. Yeah. Played a lot more footy for Geelong than he did for the Saints. Well, for a lot of times, and he, and he played a good amount of footy yeah. for the Saints. But for years, there was speculation: going, oh, we've got to get Goldstein, or we've got to get yeah. this player, this bloke to ruck. And Stanley's been there the whole time. Maybe don't need anyone now. Yeah. Like they brought in um, Zach Smith last year from just, Gold Coast again for backup, but he's obviously he's your number one ruckman. Just the way they, but the way they do it, that it's like right, Stanley takes the ruck, but then he goes elsewhere. And Blissard's plays as a, as a mid around the ground in the ruck. Never seen a guy who's played every position this year. <laughs> All Australian. Uh, you are literally the epitome of a utility. Yep. Like we see when people go, yeah, what the fuck's a utility? Blitzarves. Yep. That's a yep. utility. Like that plays absolutely anywhere. What's your matchup? The uh, yeah, that makes you hard and almost spit. What's your matchup? Um. <laughs> oh. It's too many. Um, obviously, the midfield battles, but you can't nail that down to one contest because 
Never really is. Yeah, like um, the rolling nature of right. midfield. Let's not say contest. Who, 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 who do you think is your number one must see player? Uh, what do we have? We had little Geelong forwards that had forty four possessions between them last week. Or actually, no, the forty four possessions were. Myers and and close, that didn't include Stengel, who was the All Australian. Um, I reckon that those little so forwards, Geelong small forwards are getting your barred up. Yeah, I've, like I reckon. Well, Brad Close will kick the first goal of the game. Brad Close. Yep. Fuck now, we're all gonna have to get on. <laughs> um, I'll just add him to my seventy-eight that I'll pick. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um, uh, Garen, Garen Myers, however you fucking pronounce it. Say that again. I don't know how do you fucking say it. Garen, Garen. Let's just call him fucking Myers. Yeah, that's probably not a bad ploy. Um, you know he was he was brilliant last week. I'm interested to see how they're going to use Jeremy Cameron. Is he going to play the deeper f- inside the Ford Fifty, or is he going to play this second midfielder role? Seen on to one of the seen on one of the shows the um, his effectiveness versus Rampy in their last five games in the last couple of nights was interesting. But what about um, Hawkins? His last four games against Sydney, two goals, one goal, one goal, and one goal or something. Yeah, right. So. Uh, Hawkins is almost your man that's got to stand so up. So the All Australian captain needs to stand up. <laughs> Can't believe that. You've got premiership <laughs> captains in that All Australian side and you give it to a guy who doesn't even captain his own fucking club. Anyway, we'll come back to that. Not the not the getting the captaincy of the All Australian team means that much because you don't fucking play. Well, the year that they gave it to Alex Rance had other captains in the side, had his own captain in the side, I think. Mm. Um, but that's another story. Fuck the Australian side. We've got grand final week. Uh, my uh, the 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 fellow that's putting blood in my shaft is <laughs> is uh, well it's the midfield battle, but I, I spoke earlier. Chad Warner, he's quick yeah. off the mark. He's electric with his foot. Something happens, huh? Something happens. He's my, oh, he's my Norm Smith. Actually, I've just thought Smoke, of one. He's my little smoky for the. I've Norm just thought Smith. of one. What the lizard? Oh, the lizard. Yeah, Blakey. Yeah. Another half, another like, tall defender that's... Like, they've got all the... Oh. you got a guy that's six foot two that plays off the halfback flank and is fucking electric quick for a guy that has a fucking ironing board strapped to his back. <laughs> <laughs> so any chance of moving those shoulders, champ? <laughs> it's, like he's, it's like he's auditioning for Ghostbusters, like trying to run with a huge backpack on, but fuck, he's, he's great to watch too. They like Flo- Florent. Well, they've got all these blokes that just go, oh, they just run so deep. Like Sam Reid was picked. Yeah. And, and you your man. Out? Your my man. Bo- my boy. Your man's been dropped. Logan McDonald's been dropped. But you'd say he'd be coming in for Reid. Maybe they're not. They weren't going to say we're dropping Reid because mm. then you'd be like, oh, well, he's injured. Um, Reid named and then... Um, Comes in, Logan. Logan at this stage is still in, but first player omitted since 2014. Segler was omitted for big boy and McAvoy. Oh, 
So that's how many grand finals is <laughs> that's eight grand finals, and there's no and omissions on form. There's only outs for injuries since then. And now Sagler's on Geelong's list. Get fucked. <laughs> Can you imagine he came in? Nah, he's done. Um, you know, Mac, Max Holmes, the, f- the vision we've seen of him this week of running. Yeah, so how, does that, how did that guy tear a hammy? He looks well, No, he didn't tear it. It was... Awareness? Well, nah, the, some other fucking stupid words. Syndesmosis, stilorilios, tendonitis. Twisted, like twisted sockets. Remember the old eyes jagged a hammy? Nah, yeah. we've got to give it 100 names now. Pilatolus, Melosolus, El Scorpiotos. Scorpiotos. Fuck no, he's just made that up. Um, but he looked very fine running around. Mm. He obviously plays. Fuck, who knows? No, if there's any inju- if there's any signs of injuries, a a player's not going to pull pull out on a Thursday. He's going to go give me till yeah an hour before the game, which so they should yeah. So you just say your emergencies. You warming up like you're playing. If you don't, well, sit back and watch the show, lads. Mm. Um, if Reed's out, that's a that's a, that is a underestimated huge out for him. Particularly with look, the last ten weeks, he's been a completely different player than oh. he's been in any time, any stage during his career. Well, at the start of the year, I was like, is Sam Reed's still on their list. Yeah, well, that's, well, that's, that's nah, nah, and that's fair enough. It was, it was the heir apparent, but he never really, never really excelled. But um, Buddy Franklin, everyone's saying Buddy Franklin to Koning, geez, that's going to be a good battle. Well, it, it, who knows? Um, yeah. Depends what Buddy you're going to get because he's up and down. But he, the MCG Grand Final days is home. Fuck it, it could be the day that he goes bang. Yeah, like um, you said about uh, Logan McDonald before, yeah. and the first omission. What was it? 14? 2014? Now. McLean that's come in for McDonald. Yeah. Hasn't played since round eight. Really? Is, like he, is he a big forward or what is he? I assume, I've, I don't know. How about if, well, if McLean comes in, he's playing though, obviously. Yeah, like he he's... Go, sorry, he's hey, in, no, you're out. He's we, in yeah. and McDonald will come in to replace Reid if, if Reid's out. You, do, you would expect. Yeah. I think, oh, I don't know, who knows. Well, that's uh, the, the the three in there. They're all three tall forwards. They're not like a, there's no midfielder that's coming in. So yeah. yeah, it's obviously. I I look. I'm the way I look at what's going on. I'd I'd say Logan McDonald is probably an eighty percent chance of playing. Yeah. From Def- definitely closer to playing than not playing. Yeah. So we'll wait and see. But uh, sorry. Closer yeah. to playing than not playing, even yeah. though he's no. an emergency. Yeah. Yeah. Well. What's your tip? Let's go. Let's put put, put the, all the chips in. Uh, margin as well, or or just a winner? Yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go. The winner. Uh, margin. Gorman Dairy Norman Dairy Smith. Um, I'll go. Geelong. Geelong. Uh, thirty-two points. Fuck! Really? Yep. Jesus. Never. I've, you know, mate, I'm, I don't die wondering, mate. Like, um, first goal, Brad Close, as I've already stated. Um, Normie. Yeah. Next. Who? Uh, Normie next. Is that what oh, you want? I thought you said Nicks. 
No, was next. It? Yeah. He coaches place. Adelaide, mate. He used to play for Sydney. Um, uh, Cam Guthrie. Cam Guthrie? Yep. It'd be big odds. Oh, hold on. No, Zach Guthrie would be. <laughs> <laughs> so you've gone Geelong, 32 points. Yep. Rad close into... Cam Guthrie for Norm Smith. Jeez, that'd be a fucking... Which you can't actually do because I've already attempted to do it. But Norm Smith, you can't... I'm going Sydney. Yes. By 20 points. 20 points? Okay. I think Sydney's got got the got the game plan that uh, is... So you've gone three goals too. I've gone five goals too. Yeah. What? Um, first goal. I haven't thought too much about it. I'm going to go out and say Hawkins. Tomahawk. Tomahawk for first goal. Uh, Norm Smith, I'm going to... Like I did say Luke Parker during the week, but I'm going to go Chad Warner. Chad Warner. Yep. Been pumping him up all, all day. And uh, is that that's my four done. Mm. So I've got Sydney, Geelong, Sydney, Sydney. Now I've just looked up Hayden McLean. On the AFL website listed as a key forward... 23-year-old, 197-centimetre, 98 kilo. Big boy. Yep. Well, obviously, whoever comes in has got to do a bit of rucking because Hickey notoriously changes with Sam Reid or yep. Sam Reid gives and him And Sam Reid's done the chop out. So, yeah, and McDonald. Yeah. If McDonald plays, maybe he's first goal. Who knows? Um, what do you think of the announcement today of the uh, extra... Entertainment that's been added in with Robbie Williams. Oh, I dancing Delta. Oh, it's Delta. Oh, I was hoping it was Kylie. There'd be some chubs going around at that ground. I would have thought she's looking better than ever. Oh. Actually, oh. actually, oh. that was obvious that it was going to be Delta. Like Gil said the other day, there was a surprise. Going to be announced. I thought it was going to be Parkway Drive. But oh yeah, it was. Just, yeah, clearly going to be Parkway Drive. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, but that's actually obvious now because she did the um, didn't she do a national anthem in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Gil grinded on her in the in the, <laughs> in the pre-game dinner, dancing. And can you imagine your Gil's wife sitting back going, "Fuck off, Delta! <laughs> Get the fuck away from my Gillen. Yeah. He's almost retired. I don't need think, you snatching him up." Think. I think if she had any issue, probably would have been with her husband rather than... <laughs> uh, she might go, Gil, fucking well played, mate. <laughs> You've done well in your elder elder age, mate. Um, all right, so, I yeah, I'm going Sydney and I believe their method of victory is through constant pressure and eventually overthrowing the Geelong juggernaut. Um and you say you think Geelong with their small four brigade will bring them home. Mm. Well, that, that's it. We don't need to even watch the game. It's, it's sorted. It's sorted. That's what's going to happen over the rest of the week off. So there was another big week. Uh, the 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 biggest event on a Monday night was pushed to a Sunday night uh, because of someone's funeral. <laughs> I don't know. So who died? Uh, Queen Elizabeth II. Oh. Look. Really, I haven't seen anything on the TV about it over the last week. Nothing I, at I all. I was doing a flick on Foxtel the other night. The first seven channels. Actually, no. 
six of the first seven channels the other night all had the funeral on. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm glad I spent all this money on Fox for that. I actually watched it, believe it or not. I, I did not see a minute of it. probably about four hours of it. I um, didn't I didn't have to because I was getting getting a photo from Craig in the UK every three <laughs> seconds. Walking along, hunting for a photo. Thank, thanks, 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 Trevor. I was talking to mum about it and I was like, fuck, it was full on. Like, it was, it's like, uh, there was no fucking around. <laughs> they went full bells and whistles and mum goes, I want to know. How they held on to their Wii for so long. I said, what do you mean? She's like, well, you watch Prince Charles, even the kids, they're walking. They're, it went for like five or six hours and they, they don't ever, then they hop in the car and they're following around the car. They don't ever stop to do a Wii. I was like, yeah, Helen, that's a fucking valid point, Helen. Helen, they weren't allowed to drink for three days <laughs> leading up to it. <laughs> they did a weight cut and uh, been in the sauna this morning. They were... Lips uh, were sewed uh, together. They were like me for the last two and a half weeks. It was, it was a valid point. I was like, uh, yeah, they did not duck off for a slash at any point during that. So, um, but you know what? We've talked, we've seen enough about Lizzie over the last couple of weeks. Let's get back into the main event of that night, which was brought forward to Sunday. And wasn't it a thrilling count in the end? It was pretty exciting. Literally. And, and I love it how the AFL go, we don't. We don't know who the winner is until it's announced. Fuck off. Because the votes, when you read him out, they didn't mysteriously have um, Patrick Cripps' last three votes as the last votes given for the round, for the season. No, but when they say we don't know who's won until the night... 100% do. Um, what they are saying is... So whilst he's reading him out, one of the others, whether it's Andrew Dillon or the other one that was up on stage, they're doing the next round's votes. Shuffling the cards into, 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 order. into order. There's a couple of games there where he... Um, well, first of all, let's talk about the fact that... Rory Laird got robbed <laughs> right in front of me! Let's talk about the fact that uh, a couple of weeks prior to this count... He was done and dusted for the season, um, two-game yeah. ban. And, uh, yeah, his legal... Which, which, just quietly, he's still guilty of. What do you mean? Well, he got off on the process of the tribunal, not on the actual act of what he did. But isn't it not guilty, though? Yeah, but... but uh, so he's not guilty? No, but the the appeal, they won the appeal on the process of the tribunal, not on... On being found not guilty of the act, they they found that the processes the tribunal used wasn't correct. But when it's all said and done, oh yeah, you don't know. Hey, worthy winner, say worthy winner. Was like, he guilty? Like goes all right, and I've been saying forever that that he's amazing. What you, fuck off! You hung shit on him. Yeah, no, but I'm on board now. <laughs> After his acceptance speech, I was on board with him. I was a ripping fella. It's always good when a winner does a good speech, and you go, "Oh, it's always good when worthy they're, winner." It's always good when they're given the opportunity to give a give a speech. Luckily, Basil didn't host the fucking Brownlow, otherwise he would have just gone. We we still wouldn't even have heard <laughs> from uh, the Brownlow winner. The uh, some of the games though, um, there was some dubious votes given during the season, especially um, the last game of the year, Sydney v St Kilda. Where Sydney ah. won by, I think nine points, and they got all the votes, and Sydney were trouncing them early. 
Sorry, so Sydney won. No, Sydney won the Sydney, game. Sorry. And three St Kilda and players. three St Kilda players got votes. Not one Sydney player got a vote in a game they won. Yeah. I find that fucking astonishing. Yeah. Especially when St Kilda, it's not like there was a... It's not like it was a close game the entire game and it was back and forth and the margin never blew out over a goal the whole time. Sydney were up by fucking heaps and St Kilda came back because Sydney were like, well, we've got a final series to play. We'll, we'll take the foot off the pedal. How, how do they get three votes out of that? Mm. Six votes. Three players got votes, oh. I mean. Oh, sorry. I didn't understand what you were yeah. saying. You fucking, you're like one of those pricks. I must, correct I must be feeling better. In, spelling in uh, Messenger and shit, wouldn't you? You'd be an autocorrector. You are, Luke. Off. Um, <laughs> so Cripper won it. Uh, Lockie Neal um, didn't get his second in the end, did he? Tuk Tuk did. Oh, yeah, did. Or was him and Tuk Tuk even? No, I think he. he Tuk was outright second. Yep. So in saying that, if the suspension stands, Tuk Miller has been robbed of a Brownlow. Hmm. If you're going to be a. a uh, Doubting Thomas? Can't about it, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, but in saying that, his start to the season, have you seen a better first five games? There's one game he didn't get votes, though, I think, or he got he got. There was one game where they thought he was a hands down three voter. Um, there was one game, or at the start of the season, the Crows game he got. Just seeing votes. how fit he looked, it's just like this bloke's. Taking his fitness to another level. Oh, I think it was mainly that back injury he had last year as well. Like from you know, like carrying his whole team for the year. Um, <laughs> busted, weighed, weighed busted his, shoulders. Busted his shoulders and his back, but he looked injury free. He had a little bit of a quiet patch during mid. Ma- imagine how good he could be if he had more than one or two teammates. Well, I think that's why he went another level this year because he got a bit of support in the middle there. Um, I mean, Walsh had an interrupted start to the season. I know you hate to say it, but that midfield's going to be... They'll be up there again next year, Carlton. They'll make the eight. Will they? Guarantee it. I'm happy to bat it back against them again. So this is... Let's just just go back a bit. This is a side who... um, Was Walsh runner-up Brownlow last year or third? Uh, In the top three, I forget whether it was one or two. So Walsh top three last year. They've got the Brownlow medalist this year. They've got the Coleman medalist from the last two seasons. Yep. Didn't make the eight. Yep. <laughs> ah, that hurts. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I think they're all steam ahead now. They've obviously got a coach. Uh, yeah, also. They've obviously got a, a coach that's come with a different game plan that plays to their strengths. Um, and now they've got a Brownlow medalist, two Coleman medalists. Jeez, if they don't make the eight next year, if they thought this year was a failure because they didn't make the eight, fuck me. Ligon Street, there'll be coffee cups I'll thrown everywhere. I'll be tearing the joint down. They will be burning it down. So, uh, worthy brown. And because Carlton supporters count. are such level headed people. Mm. What a goal of the year, Draper. Yeah. I reckon. Has his speech. Oh. I loved it. Don't be the nice guy, champ. Be the bogan. <laughs> I want to thank everyone so much while I'm in Ibiza. And there's probably. Three piss cunts behind making faces, rails everywhere. It would have been an absolute party central around and was trying to do that little one minute monologue. I reckon they need to add a new 
um, award to these to those parts of the awards? The Golden like, Fist. No, well, maybe. Um, <laughs> it's a bit hard to judge uh, how good a punch is, but um, I thought Draper's play was a great play, <coughs> but the actual goal was okay. But the play was fantastic. Disagreeing with you here. Okay. Some of, if not a lot of the goals of the year was 95% of the play leading up to it. Jeff Farmer running from centre-half back, bouncing all the way. When he kicked it, the actual goal was just a stock standard goal. But it was goal of the year. Mark Miranda? Mark Miranda? No, but this is what I'm saying. If we add play of the year... Nah, I stick with goal of the year. No, but don't you want to see the goal of the year being a brilliant goal? Or do you want to see a team goal of the year? Well, just play of the year. Look. No, nah, I'm disagreeing here. That's right, you can disagree. That was the just goal another, of the year. Just another example of you being wrong. Oh, he's a victim. <laughs> victim. Oh, he's a victim. Um, <laughs> Says uh, the victim. Um... The mark of the year, George Yardis. You thought that was the worthy mark of the year? No. Who did you think was mark of the year? Of. Don't know the other ones. Spargo held his. Spargo. Well, Spargo oh, yeah, was one of the yeah. three. Correct. I Correct. couldn't tell you what the other one was, which was. But it, I don't what know what, what was about. the other one? I don't know. I can't even remember. It wasn't exactly a high flyers year, was it? Um, no. The uh, I know you are kind of saying about that goal of the year because there was some. Insanely skillful goals that weren't goal of the year. That and were. and like sometimes you see brilliant pieces of play, mm. but apart from getting recognised in a video montage, they there's no recognition for it. Like, yeah, well, I should call it the uh, Caesar and the Publican Player of the Year, C and P Award. Um, I kind of, I kind of, I say where you come from now. Not that I didn't before, I just thought I'd argue for the sake of the potty. So. Mm. Sort of story of your life. Well, after this um, grand final, this um, very low-key grand final that it ended up being out with this week, um, is apparently your favourite time of the year. Oh, I'm like a kid in a candy store when it comes to this stuff. Trade week. Oh, bring it on. Now, tell me. Can't wait for Monday. True or false, did you set up a whiteboard at home? When we live, when we're in the 2022, where you can do it all online anyway, and you can literally set. Up, did you write up the draft order for every club, and do little, different color coded ones for every round? They are. Not every round, Luke. So no. first round is one color, and everything else is a different color. Yep. Have you lost your mind? <laughs> no, nah, you can't lose what you never had. Did you get a stiffy while you were doing said no, things? No. Because I think. That's how big trade week has you an did, effect on you. You did uh, when you saw my whiteboard, though. You, you thought it was fantastic. I said you'd lost the plot. Yeah. But the, that, um, that's so you're going to move all these little dials around when they start doing the trade. Well, during trade week, when you where <laughs> when 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 a pick gets traded, you then need to have a quick access to changing it. I can just see you sitting on the couch and it flashes up. So and so has been traded for this pick. Like, oh, and oh. <laughs> and I'll be doing it. I'll be doing it as it happens. I'm not going to do it once a day. I'm doing it as it happens. Just stay there. Oh, what about live trades on trade on uh, draft night? That's going to fuck you. No, it's not. 
You're just going to go, right, flick that here, we'll yep. do that here. What if they're trading futures? That's going to fuck you. Have you got little little things for f- 2023 picks? No, because you don't know what the picks are in the future because they're not attached to a number, so are they? put a blank blank one in there. I'll just, I'll just, <laughs> just write up what the futures are. Well, speaking of trade week, that's going to erupt soon. We'll do, obviously, uh, an episode leading in pre and after, but... Uh, there's a lot of players starting to put up their hands to get out of where and they the, are. And this Hawthorne story massively affects trade week. <laughs> Fucking oath it does. Well, play, there's players requesting to go to clubs now where they don't know if that coach is going to be the coach now. Dunkley wants to go to Brisbane. you got um, uh, half a free man who wanted to go to North Melbourne. <laughs> Griffin Loke, Lloyd Meek. Um, has uh, all the hammering Adelaide got going, oh, they've got shit culture, everyone wants to leave. There's now six or seven Fremantle players that are going to either have requested a trade or are about to request trades out. Rory Lobb's been told, to, to bring shit in, the fuck down, you and, ain't going nowhere. And all to be able to bring in a bloke that's hardly had a kick all year. What's, uh, what's he... Uh, what are Melbourne going to get back for him? They've said two top ten picks. Three I've said, all right, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, well, they're going to have to have to going to do some extraordinary trading to get two top ten picks. Because at the moment they've got one draft pick, one, one pick. Oh, I pick sixty. Um, thirteen, I think it is. Is it? Yep. Is that why they traded out their first rounder last year? Because they knew they had another first rounder from somewhere else this year. This year's first round. <laughs> <coughs> Jesus, <clears throat> this year's first round has actually gone to Sydney. No, no, Mel- yeah, Melbourne's first round. Yeah. I'm talking about Fremantle. Oh, yeah, Fremantle. Because, because Melbourne are losing the player, that means they get a pick. Yeah. So, yeah. See, well, they, they know full well they've got about five players leaving, so they're going to trade picks for all, but... So, some of them, though, um, like at least one of the uncontracted dockers... Uh, won't be a trade. He'll just sign. Well, that's um, sign as a delisted free agent. Thing are going to Carlton, um, Blake Acres. Oh, yeah. That's Blake Acres. So you got Acres. You got Lob wants out. You got Griffin Lowe. You got Lloyd Meek. You've got. Um, and I understand Henry, why Peter um, Bell came out and tried to <coughs> tried to say that they were they weren't going to uh, facilitate the Lob one. The Lob one will get done because you reckon. Yeah, they kn- they have to do it. Or if they want the draft picks to get Jackson yeah. in there. But you're robbing Peter to pay... Mario. A few balls. Yeah. <laughs> I think people, the, the most underrated player that said they want to leave, I think he's Griffin Logue. He's been huge from this year. Great for him this year. And um, with him going, yeah. But uh, Melbourne need either a top 10 pick to go to Collingwood and yep. then Collingwood will pay the the rest of the tab for Grundy. If not, they pay the full whack, which I presume they don't want to do because a million dollars a season is a lot. Hard to see Melbourne being able to fit that in. I've no, well, they'll have to trade a couple of players out. Some, yeah. you, you, some yeah, fringy like, agros like well, Hart, well, they've got arms, Neil Bullen, or well, they're trading a bloke out that they were that clearly put a reasonable amount of money aside for. Oh, shit, yeah. Like, 
And a, a guy that went number three in the draft has won the Rising Star. Yeah. As Jerry Waitley said, it's got to be better than pick three in a turn. And played, and played two seasons of football. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> so the thing that I can't understand is West Coast has come in the fray. Because to, to Luke Jackson's credit, he goes, I don't care where I go, I'm just, I want to go home to WA. Mm. You guys figure it out. Uh, and then West Coast go, oh, we're, we're into him, but we're not parting with pick two. Well, you're not in the so game. you don't want him. <laughs> you're not the game, then you fucking idiots. <laughs> Go on dreaming. What you think you're just going to give bloody? Uh, well, you know what? Get somewhere in the top ten and get Oscar Allen, who is a big key for the Melbourne need. Might be worth a deal then. Or Freo, you don't want to give two top ten picks. No worries. Look, Caleb's the wrong champ. Yeah. Okay. You said about uh, West Coast dreaming in Dreamland. Hey, you got to ask though. It's all right, you want our best rookie, we'll have your best rookie. We'll have a Victorian kid for a WA kid. They're they're not going to say yes, but if they can't get picks together, they might say, well, fuck, we've got to do something. It'll be interesting what happens in the future with the likes of Cozzy Pickett, with looks like the pair are sniffing around there. Apparently they've had two cracks and management have said, okay. Well, the Melbourne Football Club have gone, fuck off. Because they've wanted... Obviously, have to trade for him because he's contracted. So yeah. you need to get Melbourne on side first. But yeah. well, the player is always easy to and, swing when he's and Melbourne money. are only Melbourne are only going to agree with it if they think that he's gone. Like if if they're adamant that he's gone, I don't think they'll even, I don't think that would even happen. They they need him next year. Oh, so no, no, I'm just yeah. But what I'm saying is, even I'm just if they bringing up a dreamland scenario like you brought up. Sarong in a dreamland scenario, so I thought I'd do it as well. Mate, you talk about Trey Wheat being your favourite week. You can't shoot down people's requests. Yes, I can. You have to be open to it. Adrian Dodoro shoots down people's requests all the time. He's also a fuckhead. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> You're preaching, preaching to the converted. A name bobbed up this week that um, speed of getting blood in the old fella, Jack Graham. Come to Adelaide, yes, please. I cannot believe how young he is. Like 24, isn't he? Turns 25 in like April or something next year. Was South Australian captain, was he not? Yes, he was. In the under-18s? Yep. And what year was that? that I was don't know, but he was picked about four spots below either fucking Gallucci or, or McHenry or... So I had a look at... Uh, there was a thing the other week, an article about how Adelaide could have got... No, what did Bickley say um, about Jared Berry? In yep. for, he goes, and Adelaide fans, block your ears because, yes, he went after Gallucci. I went back and I thought, you know what? Recruiters get knocked for players they pick that don't end up being what they should have been. Every club was going to pick Gallucci where Adelaide picked him. Like, if Adelaide didn't pick him, he was going next straight after. Yep. He, was, he, his, he was like, what, the fastest runner and the quickest 20-metre sprint, uh, had an average of 36 disposals was the Vic, Vic Country captain. So when you have all those pieces there, you go, um, he's pretty much what we need. But it's a bit like but the Pavlich. It's a bit like the Pavlich one. Oh, no, you were the dickhead the other day Ad- about that again. Oh, Adelaide didn't pick him up. Uh, every other side didn't pick him up and could have. Kenny McGregor was playing league footy. Pavlich was playing under-19s and was and not the player that he evolved into no, the year later. No, but, but, but it's not an Adelaide versus Fremantle thing. Every other team had a chance to had a chance to take Pavlich, and they didn't do yeah. it because he was a year younger, and so you could pick up one bloke. At that, I can't believe 
we didn't get fucking Pavlich. He was right in our home backyard. We didn't take well, they no didn't, one did. They didn't take him that year. They had a fucking fair dip every fucking year after that. And guess what? The reason why Freo got him is because they had the number two pick. Yeah. Who went one that year? Um, Deledio? No, it was, yeah, it was like earlier than that. Who went number one that year? That's a... That's interwesting. <sighs> Who went number one? Don't know. We'll figure it out. Probably a dud. When when we when we uh, have our trade episode, we'll we'll we're going to try and get a, a um, for before the draft. We're going to try and get a a friend of ours who is an AFL recruiter for a particular club, and go through what a pla- what a, a club needs before a draft and how it all works. That'll be interesting. Get a few drinks. I'll definitely I'll definitely find it interesting. You, we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to. Tie you to the table and just calm you down because I reckon you might be a bit out of control. How are we running for time, big boy? Uh, we've just hit an hour and one minute. Oh shit, we've gone over. Mm. Better better get Channel Seven to let us roll over. Well, it is Grand Final week. It's uh, not the normal Grand Final week that we've probably uh, seen in recent times, but uh, it is Grand Final week, and I for one can't fucking wait. Now, hey, can I just butt in? What I've just looked up, Jack Graham. Pick 53, that bloke went out. Round three, pick 53. Um, Adelaide had pick 51. Yeah. Elliot Himmelberg. Yeah. West Coast pick 52, Willie Rioli. Old smoking wheel. Oh, before we continue, a few people have commented and I also was like, why... Is he called Junior Rioli all of a sudden? Um, well, he's Willie Rioli Jr. And then his father, and his father died. passed away this year and he just would rather not be referred to as Willie. No, not, not referred to. It's tradition not to speak of the, yeah, the passing name for a year. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's why he's Junior Rioli. Yeah. yeah. It's actually pretty cool. I like which, it. Which I actually didn't know and someone, uh, someone on Twitter made comment on a media agency that had been mm. calling him Willie, and it's, and they commented, "Is it that hard to call him Junior?" And I commented to him, "But isn't his name Willie?" He's like, "Yeah, but for personal reasons, he'd rather be called Junior." And I'm like, "Ah," oh. and then I twigged why it was. it was, and I'm like, "Ah, that's where the Juniors come because I noticed on the news that everyone was calling him Junior." Yeah, I was like, like, "Junior," I said, "Who, who the fuck's Junior Rioli?" All of a sudden, and then yeah. I was told by a West Coast supporter at work. Yeah, right. About the only good thing he said all year. Mm. Anyway, grand final week. We've Go got the our, Cats. We've got our tips in. I'm the Swans. Um, I'm the Catters. And uh, loser has to eat chilli. And, okay. <laughs> nah, fuck um, off. <laughs> and uh, good luck out there to Luke Fechner because his Swannies are in this week. But yeah. I think he's going to have a good weekend. All right. <laughs> See you later, everyone. Just discounting my tip there. Happy Grand Final Day. <laughs>